0: Welcome to the Mint City Soccer Show. I am your host, Matt Swift. With me tonight, Corey Insco. How
1: are you, Corey? Doing well, Matt. How are you doing?
0: Pretty good. We, uh, It's a lively atmosphere, if you can't already tell. That is. We are at Lenny Boy Brewing.
1: You know what's nice, though, about this lively atmosphere is that they're here for soccer. For Charlotte FC. They're not here for Magic the Gathering (laughs) or some other thing that we've experienced in the past. They're here for soccer. They're excited
2: about Charlotte FC.
0: That's very true. Very true. Uh, So we have a special guest and we're going to have some guests popping in and out all night. So we have a special guest. We have Brandon Davis with us. So Brandon. Hey, hey, Matt. How you doing? I'm pretty good. So good. Tell us a little bit about the event tonight. Tell us a little bit about the Mint City beer that you guys are launching or relaunching.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, we're kind of relaunching Mint City Pilsner. Um, it is the beer that we did um, in collaboration with Mint City Collective. Uh, Lenny Boy, that is. Um, and it's just like an easy-drinking Pilsner. Uh, no frills. Every man beer. Just something that uh, you can just crush at the tailgates, crush four games, take a four-pack home with you. You know think light beer
0: it is very tasty yeah right very on. crushable i like that
3: yeah yeah um so yeah i mean um i've been with minty collector for years and been working in the beer industry for a while and i kind of approached some of the guys i was like hey i want to make a beer for you guys okay. and uh we kind of came up with some some options and uh, we decided on a, a nice american pilsner because it's just easy drinking uh it's not too bitter. It's not too sour. It's just like middle of the road beer. And uh, we uh, we came upon Mincy Pilsner, and uh, it's been great. So yeah, it's uh, back this year for uh, season two of Charlotte FC. We're super excited for this season. Um, yeah, you know, everything's going going well. We uh, At Lenny Boy, we also got some brand new can designs, something like that. So I'm doing a little uh, mm-hmm. shameless plug for the brewery, but now uh, we got some new new stuff going on. You'll definitely see some of our beers at the tailgates, everything like that. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. We're, you'll see the you'll see Mincy Pilsner at the inaugural tailgate tomorrow. Um, hopefully throughout the season too. So we'll be making it all year long. Um, hopefully you'll be able to find it at your local chapter bar. Um, so yeah, it's uh we're super excited for it.
0: So tomorrow at the game, when people are crushing these beers. We have you to think for that. So if you see Brandon at the yeah. tailgate, give him a high five. And Lenny Boy Two is nice enough to to donate these beers for us, so yeah. you don't have to pay uh, for them at the tailgate. Yep. So that's really awesome. So yeah,
3: yeah, it's uh, Chris Harmon who does a great job with the tailgate. Shout out to him. He uh, you know gets us to donate beers. So um, no, I'm just kidding, man. He's great. <laughs> but no, yeah, everything's gonna be free to charge the tailgate. You just go up to. Uh, the check-in tent. They'll give you some beers or the, your wristband, right? Yeah, that's right. So that's you right. got your wristband there. That way you can go and actually get beers from the, the beer tent. Um, you get two at a time, no more than that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you'll be able to drink Min City Pilsner most of the year.
0: Nice. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. Before, before you go, though, we got to get your prediction for tomorrow. What do you think the score prediction is going to be?
3: I'm definitely thinking it's going to be a Charlotte win. Um... I'm thinking three to two. Ooh. I'm, I want to see some goals tomorrow. It's, you know, we haven't seen the team play in months. For the season, that is. And we've got some great new signings, some new additions. So what we were kind of missing last year was just like a, you know, that number nine is just going to score some goals. And we got it with Enzo Capetti. And uh, I think we're going to get goals from him and Carroll. And the third goal could be a defender. You know, Ooh. Maybe on a okay. set piece. Okay. They might be working on it, Um, but you know they might get a couple goals on us. It's going to be pretty high, you know, high scoring, which is what we need for the season opener. But I think we got their number at home. We beat them three to one last year, and I don't see why we can't beat them again at home this year.
0: Nice. Well, um, Brandon, thanks for stopping by the podcast, and we will see you tomorrow at the tailgate, sir. Yeah.
3: Yeah, definitely come give me a high five. Thanks, for everyone, for coming out tonight. Drink Mint City pills; it's a great beer. I don't, not just saying that because I work for the brewery, but it's awesome.
0: Uh, cheers, y'all. Nice, nice man. I Appreciate it. Yeah. So this episode is going to be a little different. Like I said, we're going to have uh, guests popping in and out. Uh, like I said, it's a kind of a, almost like a live show in a way. Even though almost. when you listen to this, it won't be live. But
1: that's true. And unfortunately, when the guests pop out. You're stuck with me,
0: so that's not bad. That's not that's not a bad thing. Uh, so, well, Corey, before we have our next guest on, let's sure. talk about uh, a couple little announcements today. So, Charlotte FC announced the club has signed forward Patrick Agamain and midfielders Nick Scardinia and Andrew Trivet to deals through 2023 with option years until uh, all the way up until 2026. So it's it's nice that these players have done well in the preseason and that we've signed these guys on more than likely though they'll probably either go on along loan or they might go down to crown legacy but it's yep. good to have that depth um you know there was a recent uh injury with uh Mello. hopefully it's not long term but you know you never know when when the season goes along you know what type of injuries we may have so it's good to have that depth so That came out today, so uh, it's nice that those guys had a a successful preseason and they were signing new contracts.
1: That does feel like the biggest difference to me from last year is the depth that we have. Whether it be guys that are actually on the roster or guys that end up at Crown Legacy or other places, it's just building out that depth and that roster to have some other options as we go forward makes me feel a lot better. And more comfortable in some in some of the places compared to last year.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it is it is <laughs> a very a drastic difference than where we were uh, this time last season. And I I really like Patrick uh, uh, Agamain. Like yeah. I like I love his height. Uh, young player. I think he will definitely have a bright future here. So I'm excited to see what he can do. But right now we have a new guest popping in. Hello. Let me introduce. Becca Mitchum, who is the Mint City Collective president. Becca, welcome back to the podcast.
4: Thanks for having me again.
0: So, Becca, I got to ask you. Um, last time you we were on, we, we were doing the World Cup yep. episodes, but let me, let me ask you this. So, you were elected president in November. What has it been like for you since November until now? It's a lot of work and effort, but what's, it, what's that been like for you stepping into this role And how are you feeling today?
4: (laughs) So it's been a little bit like a roller coaster where in November, you're just getting into the car, you're putting on the harness, getting ready, and then slowly but surely, you're climbing up, climbing up, climbing up. And I think today, it's just the edge, like the top, tippy top of the roller coaster, and it's just going to... It's going to drop me any second, but uh, I think it's been great. I've had a fantastic time getting to know all of the members, getting to know new members, and um, help shape the group for its uh, second season with the team.
0: So let me, ask, let me ask you this too. So for for female fans out there, what, what advice would you give them to join a supporter group and you know, start following Charlotte FC. Like, what advice would you give someone that maybe maybe is not uh, a soccer fan, but they're starting to get into it?
4: Yeah, I would say um, really don't be don't be intimidated by the established uh, fan base. I think soccer is honestly one of those sports where the people that come in are welcomed with just as open arms as the people that were there at the beginning. Um, I think that you're able to find, especially in Mid City, you're able to find plenty of people to welcome you in, plenty of people to explain uh, the rules bit if that's something you don't understand. And it's totally fine to join a supporter group just because you want to be there. You don't have to know anything about the team. Honestly, I came in and I was like, okay, it's soccer. I had just my childhood with Bundesliga Mm -hmm. and you know I hadn't been exposed to MLS until 2020. And so I just kinda build it from there. And I think um it's pretty easy to build your knowledge base pretty quickly. Yeah. But yeah, don't be intimidated.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um so People may not know that, okay, so not only are you president of Mint City Collective, but also, too, you represent us in the supporter council, too. What's it been like for you to work with some of the other supporter groups?
4: I think it's been great. Uh, I knew the other most of the other leaders from the other supporter groups beforehand. Um, Last season, I was pretty heavily involved with TIFO Creation, Mm -hmm. so I got to know a lot of the leaders that way as well. Um, So I think the council has just been a great way to kind of concentrate what we as leaders want to do. So as Mint City, you know, we have the things that we want to have implemented, you know, in tailgate, game day, that kind of thing. And just kind of bouncing ideas off of each other uh, Mm -hmm. has been been good.
0: Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, one of the reasons why I ran for vice president is because I knew you were going to be president. So this is your fault that I'm doing this again. Yes.
4: I'll, take, I'll take full responsibility. <laughs> um, uh, so
0: let me ask you this. So how much work and effort does it take to get the tailgate set up, run? I don't, I don't think people really understand how much effort it takes to pull, pull this off.
4: So as I'm watching Chris Harmon standing in front of me, knowing that tomorrow is going to be one of our busiest tailgates of the season Mm -hmm. um i think back to last year and the tailgate lot being packed like standing room only of people just figuring out what all of this was uh i think over the past season we were able to figure out a lot of the logistics of tailgates and i think we're able to have it be a pretty uh streamlined process so for a tailgate that starts at three, I think oh, Chris Harmon is ready at like eight a.m., so, nine a.m. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh,
0: just to just to kind of give you some insight here. So I'm going to help set up the tailgate tomorrow. huh The game's at seven thirty. Yep. We're getting there at noon. Yep. To set the, yep. to set the tailgate up.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a ton of moving pieces when it comes to game day, where uh, like you've got the tailgate you've got folks going into the stadium to get the flags and the drums set mm-hmm. up. So then when you come into the stadium, when you get into your seat at the supporter section, it is ready for you. Mm-hmm. If you're in a seat that's got a flag, you're ready to wave it. And that's because somebody gave up their earlier day or part of the tailgate right. to go in there and make sure that it was set up correctly. Nice.
0: So what are your predictions for tomorrow? What do you think oh, the score man. is going to be?
4: Okay, so I'm not I'm not the stats person. I'm the runs on hope person. Yeah. what What, uh, what are you
0: feeling? What are you feeling? Yeah, like? I
4: think we're going to win. Okay. I think I think we've done a lot of work during the off season mm-hmm. to get some good names in. Uh, I think you know we have maybe a, a weaker defense than what we might have hoped for, but I think we're going to work with what we've got i think we've got a very aggressive front line now um so even if we do concede a goal or two i think we're gonna we're gonna get through it and end up with the higher score
0: yeah that's that's a good point like uh the defense to me seems still a little shaky we'll see how uh our the new addition bill from portland does which i'm i'm really excited about that signing uh there's still some questions about left back but to your point becca I think we have the horses up front and we have the offense now that can if we do if we go down a goal we're okay we can go get one
4: and there, and and we've got our midfield now that's that's ready to stop stacked we got a stacked (laughs) midfield i think i think we are overflowing in in midfielders which is kind of a good problem to have Mm -hmm. from from what i gather yep
0: that's always a good problem to have
4: yeah I think um I saw in the slack earlier someone was asking how the first three games are going to go uh mm-hmm. I think it's optimistic, but I think we win all three
0: i yeah I, yeah we' we'll, <laughs> we'll, i yeah it's oh, funny I'm, sorry, I'm no somebody somebody asked that question yeah. uh, in the fan questions and I, I yeah I think you know we play two of those three games at home, mm-hmm. and one of them is the second game at St. Louis, which we were crushed. 20 to nothing.
4: Yes, absolutely. uh, I think we will have a goal a minute.
0: (laughs) A goal a minute. Going to crush St. Louis. So, yeah, I mean, nine nine points I think is very... Very very doable in the first two games. Yeah.
4: I think our uh, our traveling away section will be loud enough to distract any St. Louis player.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah. Let me ask you this: You're going to go to St. Louis? I am
4: going to go to St. Louis. Uh,
0: what other away games are you going to try to get to? Oh this boy.
4: Year? Um. So right now, for certain, I'll be going to St. Louis, Atlanta, and Nashville. Um. I'm hoping to be able to swing D.C. and then. I really want to go to Chicago again. Okay. Uh, the drama of the away game at Chicago last year was, like, heart-stopping. Because we get to the end of the first half, Chicago's up 2 mm-hmm. And we're just like, man, I traveled all the way here <laughs> just to watch <laughs> us lose. Which, I mean, it happens. But when we started scoring goals again, it was the most exhilarating experience I had had that season so far.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that was a a pretty fantastic game. I just went on Apple TV and was watching the recap of that recently. Oh my God, what a great comeback.
4: We were in the upper bowl and um, seated right below us was a lot of uh, youth team members, like younger Ah. guys that were watching it. And every time Chicago scored, they would turn around to us and start like I don't know, just trying to make fun of us. And so when the tables turned and we started scoring on them, you know, I don't want to flex on an 11-year-old.
5: But but you did. But
4: <laughs> I did. <laughs> and, and, it, and it felt good. And I, I had a great time. So nice. ready nice. For, uh, ready for some more experiences like that.
0: Very, very cool. Well, Becca, thank you so, so much for stopping in. And I will see you tomorrow. I'm going to give you lots of hugs tomorrow. I'll see
4: everyone tomorrow. All right. Thank you so uh, if much. If you see me, if you see Matt, introduce yourself if you're a new member. Um, yes, I absolutely. Am... Oh, is this going to come out before tomorrow? It will. No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it will? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. you yeah. go. Well then, yeah, come I'm, see me. Come I'm say saying hi.
0: that Corey is looking at me
4: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely not the one that pushes this out. Corey's like, uh, yeah. Corey's like, yeah, I'd be is, able to this get this uh, This will definitely come out before the game tomorrow.
4: But yeah, come find me. Uh, come find me at the Atlanta match. Yeah. Uh, if you're a traveling supporter that's listening to this podcast, yeah, come say hi. Like, we wanna we wanna get to know people. So yeah. There we go. Thank you so for much, Megan. Me.
0: Yeah.
1: This coming out tomorrow morning depends a lot on how many Mint City Pilsners I have <laughs> between now and we finish recording. Speaking of which, getting going to get another beer.
0: Okay. All right. So that's, that's good timing because we do have another guest on, uh, somebody that I've wanted to have on for quite a while. If you've ever enjoyed a tailgate at all last year... Uh, you have this man to thank, and that is Chris Harmon. Chris Harmon, welcome
2: to the show, my man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So, Chris, I've got to ask, what type of prep do you have to do to pull off these tailgates?
2: So, the tailgate prep for this season really started about three months ago. um, When the schedule release came out, we put all the schedules down, and Chico La Muerte is a big help with me. We lay the schedule out and start just laying out, right, what food do we want to have at what tailgates. Um, everybody loves the tacos, but we can't have tacos at every single tailgate. Let's right. break it up. Let's do um, sausages. Are we going to do pizzas? Are we going to do Argentine and barbecue? Um, and started kind of like planning the menu. Um, we reach out to our uh, beer vendors, um, Lenny Boy, Lenny um, Boy. Uh, Nota Brewing, New Serum, New Belgium, all the, uh, the people that have uh, helped us um, donate beer last year to see if we want to continue those partnerships. Um, we started, uh, we brought the trailer up to my house. We took the trailer completely apart, <laughs> sorted it out, put everything back together. Um, do we need to buy anything new? Um, so, yeah, really, it started a couple, few months ago.
0: Yeah, it's it. It is. It, we don't really have. You don't. You don't get to have a break, really. It's like a all year process, right?
2: Uh, it's definitely an all year process for me. Was um, when soccer's over, I roll right into football season with Roaring Riot, that's doing right. kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why you're you're so good at this, Chris. Like, you have some experience with Roaring Riot, but I think you 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 have this knack of like really thinking things through and. Uh, communicating with the with the group, kind of figuring out, you know, you talked about Chico, like trying to figure this stuff out. But well, let me ask you this. We, we were talking, to Becca, earlier about the tailgate in general. You know, we have the game at 730. You're going to get there at what time?
2: Uh, my day starts at uh, Noda Brewing at 12 o'clock picking up beer.
0: Yeah, because you're going to pick up beer, right? Right. And then we have to get ice delivered to yep. the tailgate. We have
2: ice delivered at 1230. Um, we start un- unpacking the cooler sorry i'm packing the trailer putting the coolers out uh, getting beer uh, delir- starts being delivered uh brandon from lindy boys bringing delivery of mint city pilsner um, our other bill ve- beer vendors are dropping beer off so we're getting those in the coolers we start setting up tents um, any games that we have our uh, food partner for this week new belgium uh, is going to be doing sausages they are going to be there setting up getting the grill ready um, so yeah, it's a, it's a process. So the, the tailgate really starts that, that morning, uh, several hours before the tailgate starts.
0: So not only do you do the, the home tailgates, you also help Mint City Collective do away day travels.
2: Um, yeah, so away day travel is fun. Um, it's a, it's more challenging than throwing the home tailgates. Um, even if we're tailgating at a bar or bar gating, as I like to call it, um, it's a little more involved because you're calling venues and cities that you've never been to before and trying to plan parties. Um, but that's, again, that's something I, I draw from my experience with uh, roaring riot going on trips, helping with trips um, and just, and thinking of get more of, we're not just traveling to go to a uh, to go to a game. We're making this an experience for people. So in St. Louis next week, um, we're getting a lot of most of us are getting in on Friday. We're doing a bar crawl. I'm out, out near Bush Stadium right on the uh, Missouri River. Saturday morning, we're doing the uh, St. Louis Arch, or, excuse me, the Gateway Arch. Um, at some point, some of us are getting tattoos in St. Louis. Yeah, let's
0: yeah talk about the tattoos real quick. <laughs> so, me, well, you, and Chico
2: are we're thinking
0: about getting the same tattoos. yeah,
2: uh, yeah there's uh, at least three of us, um, Chico, <laughs> Matt Swift, and myself are looking at getting a Mint City tattoo. Um, so, yeah, that's coming. Uh, and then we have the, our bar gate at uh, Schlafly uh, Tap Room uh, before marching over to the stadium and watching us beat St. Louis.
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing. So you do the tailgate, you do away a days, and up until pretty recently you were doing most of the merch fulfillment for close to 2,000 members.
2: Um, yes, that's that's correct. I was doing most of the merch from fulfillment. About halfway through last season, uh, Jeff Eklund took on a big, big part of the merch. Um, And then I turned it over to Seth Weiss uh, this year. Um, So I'm about 98% out of the Men City merchandise business right now. Um, I still help order um, just because the relationships I have with different vendors and accounts we've already have set up. Um, And I'm on the merch team helping plan stuff. But uh, fulfillment, I'm almost completely out of. Nice.
0: Well, yeah, Uh, we'll we'll see if we can come up with uh, a couple of more. Things for you to have to do this season because you clearly don't have enough things to do <laughs> um, so Chris thank you so much for stopping in you do a ton I, I don't think people will really realize like how much time and effort goes into the tailgates uh, and then the away day stuff before we let you go though what uh, what's your score prediction for tomorrow
2: uh, we win three one
0: I'm hearing lots of threes I say I was gonna say three to nothing so three to one. Do you have any goal scorers in mind? or just? Uh,
2: Copetti's going to have two, and my guy, Bronico, UNC Charlotte's going to have one. I like it. I would
0: love that. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for stopping in. I appreciate it. Thank you for everything that you do. And, uh, yeah, I will see you tomorrow bright and early, my
2: friend. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it.
0: All right, Corey. So we're going to so- keep the ball rolling
1: here. Before we move on. I have to ask, what will this tattoo be that you get in St. Louis? Possibly, maybe.
0: So Chris has this kind of design that he wants the three of us to get. It's a uh, crown with Mint City at the bottom of it. So we'll, we we might test some things before we <laughs> actually commit to this. But uh, I, you know, I'm I'm really excited about it. It's just something kind of fun that we want to do you know yeah. I, I really have loved building these friendships getting to know these people like i didn't know these people before Charlotte fc but here i am going with uh, two other knuckleheads to go get tattoos together <laughs> <laughs> as so, someone
1: uh, with no tattoos i say go for it sounds like <laughs> yeah. a great idea
0: yeah so i mean if you're gonna go to st louis and want to get on the tattoo train just uh, messages, man. We'll, uh, we'll get you. We'll get you uh, set up with us. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm. I'm. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, let's let's take a break here, yep. and uh, we'll be back with some more guests and definitely going to answer a lot of fan questions here in a second. Sounds great. Welcome back, everybody, and we have another special guest. Someone that took my role as communications director. Special guest, why don't you introduce yourself and
6: tell everybody
0: uh, what you're doing?
6: So am I introducing myself because You you can't pronounce my last name? That is correct. Okay, perfect, perfect. Hey, everybody, I am Kelsey Weiss. I took over communications director from Matt Swift. Um, and we'll see if I can do half as good of a job as he it's did.
0: Definitely an upgrade.
6: Thank you, thank you.
0: So, Kelsey, so why did you run for this office?
6: Uh, I took some pictures for Matt last year and started becoming friends with him, and thought that it was a good way to get more into soccer and start meeting more people in Min City.
0: Nice. So let me let, let me ask you this. What, what got you into Charlotte FC? What got you into Mint City in general?
6: So uh, Bram Bronico got me into Shocker. Charlotte
0: FC. Shocker.
6: Um, I followed Bronico in <laughs> school in Charlotte. And when I heard that he was signed, I started paying attention. And my husband has been a big soccer fan since before I met him. So he kind of got me into it and joined MCC because I didn't know about soccer and wanted to start learning more and meet more people in the community.
0: So so I love that. So we were talking about we were talking to Becca earlier kind of like, you know, more getting more women involved. And so you were just saying like you got involved, you didn't know soccer really. So like what was that like for you like learning as you go and like what was the community like as you were trying to learn?
6: It was definitely overwhelming in the beginning. I used Ryan Bailey's Soccer 101 articles to really yeah. understand and figure out what soccer was. And Ryan what Bailey were. was on
0: this show a year ago. Maybe not today, but he was last time we had an event here. He was here. Yes. Big shout out to Ryan Bailey. But go ahead.
6: Big shout out to Ryan Bailey. He actually introduced me to Mint City. I would not know Mint City if it wasn't for Ryan. Well, there you go. But yeah, so just started reading those articles. And I really just threw myself in. I went to the tailgates and started going to the games and just started to pay attention. And the atmosphere and the community is really just what brought me in.
0: Nice. Well, you helped me a ton last year. You have claimed that you sent me all the photos, and I only posted photos that you sent me. I wasn't
6: going to say that, but...
0: (laughs) No, you were were a huge help. Um, We're so glad to have you in this role. I think you've already done a tremendous job. Thanks. Even though sometimes you have posted little things about me and a bad light, but that's okay.
6: I needed to give you a birthday shout out.
0: <laughs> it was important. All right. So, I think I already know the answer to this, but uh, what's what's your score prediction for tomorrow and who do you think is going to score? I'm, I, I I would imagine Brant Bronico, but who do you, who, who do you have?
6: So, I'm going to say three nothing the good guys. I'm going to go with Capetti. Swiderski. And then my dark horse is gonna be Bronico. Bronico has to score at the bank dark, this year. Dark horse, dark horse because dark horse. it's so rare for him to score. So I think I think Capetti is more yeah. obvious, but yeah. Bronico, yeah. Three nothing, good guess.
0: Yeah, I'm not shocked by the Bronico prediction, but uh,
6: any yeah. question, the answer will be Bronico.
0: No, I, I said three nothing as well. I think that's a good uh, good pick. Who do you think is gonna score? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I definitely think I think we're going to look at Swiderski. I think we're going to look at Capetti. Um, and I want to say Gaines.
6: I'd like Gaines. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. Or Yon. Yeah. Yon would be fun. Yeah. Yon would be a lot of fun.
0: There we go. Yeah. Well... Kelsey, thank you so much for stopping by.
6: Thank you for having me.
0: We will see you tomorrow at the tailgate. You're going to be taking lots of photos. Yes. Oh, so do I have to take the group photo anymore or are you going to do that?
6: Um. Yes. Harmon told me that I will be doing it. So yes. I've got so it for you. So I can be you. in the group photo. So you can be in the group photo. Nice. And I will take lots of pictures of you especially.
0: No one wants to see that.
6: Everybody wants to see that. No
0: one wants to see it. <laughs>
6: Everyone does.
0: But you're amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you. See you tomorrow. All right. All right, Mr. Corey, we have another guest. Come on to the show, sir. Why, thank you. So this this next guest that we have is somebody that I love very dearly. Someone that if you are a part of Mint City Collective, he is one of the reasons why you should thank him for even having a Mint City Collective. And that is Jay. How do you say your last name? It's pronounced exactly how it's spelled. Long, 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 Meyer, long, shrug, (laughs) long, long. Yeah, we'll just, we'll we'll go with that. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just messing (laughs) with you. Jay. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. We've wanted to have you on for a, a long time. You are a founder of Mint City Collective. Yeah. So. This could be a whole other podcast in itself, but kinda of give me like a, a, a quick rundown of like how how this whole thing started.
5: Yeah, so uh back in I think it was late 2018, Zach from Roaring Riot reached out to me and uh he was like, Hey man, you know, Tepper fought the Panthers. I kinda see the tea leaves on the wall. Like I think he's gonna make a push for soccer and I really think we should be on the ground floor running with the supporter group. And, you know, we talked to each other over beers at uh, some brewery in Belmont, I forget the name of it now, Riverman. Mm. Um, And so we talked at length about, you know, what we're gonna need to do, where to go forward with it. And, you know, long story short, we ended up by June of 2019, we had a full on, concept, name, people, um, and we started, We our big push was at the, uh, there was a Mexico uh, Gold Cup game. That that's right, that's right, yeah. And so we did our first push there, and our first marketing material were these um, clear stickers, but on the back side, that's, that's it said right. time to strike, that's and right. on the very bottom it said the exact same thing, kind of like introducing Mint City in Spanish, because we knew, you know that a lot of soccer fans, football fans, don't speak English, can't read English. Right. So if we're going to use this marketing material, we went multilingual on it, and uh, and then the next game that came was the Arsenal friendly, or the what is it called? The, yeah, um, uh,
0: Arsenal Fiorentina.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, that's that's how I got involved with you guys because I saw you guys in Romero Bearden Park. Yeah. I was like, "Who are these dudes running around with like Mint City?" Yeah, clanker? we had a, we had had a team no idea. that played
5: against the Arsenal supporters, right? And that's so, right. That's right. We were we were trying to do our outreach to the greater soccer community, yep. right? Because before Mint City, um, I was a founding member of Jack's Militia for the Charlotte Independence, and, um, and we had done a lot to help grow. <laughs> grow the fan base there, but you know, I I think in the back of my mind all along, I knew that unless the independents were at a major league soccer level, it would be really hard to continue the growth of the fan culture. And with the MLS support and fandom, um, especially being relatively new in the south, I thought it was important for us to introduce it in as many ways as possible. Yeah, Right? Going out to the... uh, The European fans, right? And the fact that Arsenal fans probably didn't have an affiliation to a Major League Soccer team. Right. Um, The United fans, the Chelsea fans, the, the fan groups that I knew existed. I knew we had to kind of tap into that market. And obviously the Latino market. I think Phil Shane was on WFNZ one time and he said North Carolina's got one of the largest Salvadorian populations in the country. Oh, interesting. We have a huge Latino base here and yeah. so we wanted to grow the game as much as we could grow the fandom itself right I'm a culture guy I love the culture just as much as I do the game yeah right and so from the very ground floor of mid Collective it was always about helping establish a good fan culture for Charlotte sports and for Charlotte FC specifically
0: so here we are almost four years later
5: yeah. Right? It's yeah. crazy to think about. Yeah.
0: We're going into season two. How does it feel to start a group like this to have almost 2,000 members? What's it going to be like for you tomorrow? This massive tailgate. Is it emotional? Like, how do you feel? You started, you helped start this, man. Like, how do, how do you feel? Yeah. About
5: it? So I go through the, the, the whole gambit of emotions, right? I'm exhausted, yeah, first and foremost. <laughs> uh, you know it's 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 not easy to be a part of the leadership of a group like this, right. of this size because you have so many members you have to cater to 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 try and do best for everybody. It's almost impossible. but we we have a great leadership team, the way we structure in city. So we kind of divide up tasks, right. Yeah. And it starts with the volunteers, the people that come out, help do the tailgates, help set up inside the stadium, help paint the TIFOs, help coordinate chant practices, you know, and all that stuff culminating, you know, started from a conversation at at a brewery in Belmont, right? (laughs) You know, and so it's, I say exhausting, somewhat in jest, but I am tired, so... It's a you lot know, of work, man. It's a lot of work, but it's also it's, it's exhilarating having a good team around you to have good people and to see the Charlotte community. Like, we're at Lenny Boy right now, right? And this is spectacular, right? Like, yeah. never in my, in my life would I expect to have a beer named after a group. I you know, it's, like it's pretty badass, right? And then to have events like this the night before our home opener, you know, there's some New England Revolution fans in the other room, yeah. right? And they have about 50 fans organized to be here tomorrow for the, yeah. the away section. And to see them come out, know who we are firsthand, yeah. um, you know, that's a really cool thing for me because I've been following Major League Soccer for a very long time. And, and the fans of other teams didn't always get along. Yeah. You know, but now we're in a culture where – You know, I was at ISC a couple uh, about a month ago with all the other supporter groups. So, so for people
0: people that don't know what that is, what it what is that? So
5: that's the Independent Supporters Council. Okay. Um, it's it's an organization that gathers the leadership from supporter groups all throughout the country. Um, it's kind of like our our players' association, right? Like, but for for supporter groups. So they have a voice with each of the leagues. Um, we coordinate things like. Right now, they're working on certain uh, elements of of fandom and uh, like a way tickets, right? Um, and so, you know, we we coordinate, talk to other groups, try to get things to to be as organized as possible. You know, um, it's it's just a great great group to be a part of. So, but to have groups throughout this country that I've known for a long time you know like screaming eagles or or the the new england revolutions the rebellion yeah. um you know to have them come and hang out with us that's that's an honor for me yeah you know but then to see all these fans all these people that are, are comfortable enough to you know like chris Harmon showing his belly just now like <laughs> to have that kind of
0: that, it, it is definitely distracting in here <laughs> yeah it's
5: but it's it's great to have that kind of familial feel yeah, right. Yeah. Like we're all one big family. Yeah. You know, and, and I see members from South Island Crown here. I've seen, yeah. you know, the Royals might be out here. Probably not, but they might, yeah. you know, but they, <laughs> they, you know, to have that in, in the tailgating line, right. you know, seeing thousands of people walking around, which is inevitably going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. To take a moment to sit back, relax, and look at that and just know, like, that's Charlotte. Right? There's a level of passion here. There's a level of fandom that some cities don't have. We're gonna consistently have that. And as long as we in Mint City and all the Charlotte groups can consistently do our part, create a good culture, um I think it's gonna continue on for, for years to come. You know, one of my one of my favorite things it's not even something that happens on game day. But when we bring in these new players, and one of the things that they say, you know, something that – Enzo Capetti said it. Yep. He said, you know, I saw – I know of their fans. Right. They're loud. They – you know, and to, to hear that, like, I have goosebumps just yeah. talking about it. Like, it's, it's incredible. And, and to know that all of us here have something to do with that, it's a good feeling.
0: So one of the other things that you do besides starting sport groups is that you're a, a capo or capo or however you want to say it. Yes. So you, were, you did that last year.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: You're going to do it this, this season too. Yes. What is that like leading thousands
5: of people in chants? So I would like to say that it's hilarious to me because we had the Mid-City Gala a few months back and I was giving a speech and I was more nervous than I've ever been in my life for some reason. And it was only a room of, of 80 goons of Mid city. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I love you all, but I was still nervous to talk in front of all y'all getting on the capo stand, man. It's just, there's a level of relaxation for me.
0: Yeah. You're very natural. Yeah.
5: And so like, it's just, like I said, man, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the culture. Right. And one of the biggest parts of supporter culture, is that, that the song, the the cadence, the um, the atmosphere that we create. Yeah, yeah. In many other sports, you know, I was at a checkers game the other day. You know, you have the organ player in between every set of plays. Right. In football, they do like the kiss or the like basketball, they'll do the kiss cams. Mm-hmm. In football, they'll do like all these random things, right? Yep. In soccer, you don't get those breaks. So what creates that atmosphere? What creates that that kind of ambiance for every stadium it's the fans in that one section of the stadium right the supporters are the ones that create the noise and i remember going back to when i was in high school and i had first discovered the premier league and hearing you know like newcastle everton manchester united um all these other groups or teams watching them play and just hearing this audible Mm -hmm. vocalization throughout the game and I was like, this is incredible Like they do it and they don't stop you know, and later on in life I would discover Central and South America and they throw ribbons and they they do confetti and they're like they are apeshit crazy in Central and South America and I love it, right? and the songs that they sing, the, the way they create that atmosphere you know that's something that, that I want to embody. And as a capo, I'm able to do that, you know? And it's funny, actually, you see the, the shirts those guys are wearing, the Mighty Black and Blue. Yeah. Um, Last year, going early into the season, before the season started, I remember talking to Guillermo from Blue Furia, and we were going back and forth about the words to that song. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I had watched an Ajax video, or as David would like to say, Ajax. <laughs> I had watched an IX video of them underneath a bridge and they started singing it's called uh in english it's pronounced 90 minutes long okay um and it's that tune and i was like and of course in the video they laid off probably 50 flares it, the whole underside <laughs> of the bridge is covered in smoke and if you know me well enough, i i'm like yes hell, yes you are a pyromaniac want. sir that's only kind of true um <laughs> But so I was like, all right, I have to figure out a way to write this into a song. So I wrote it. And to be honest, the first three quarters of it was good. And that last little bit, I just could not I couldn't get over the finish line. And Guillermo kind of sent over a different version of it. Yeah. And so him and I went back and forth and back and forth. And and it was pretty interesting because in a text message, he said, uh, you know, we are Charlotte the Mighty Black and Blue. We are from the Carolinas. And then he just he sends it to me. He goes, What do you think about sangre negra azul? Rolls off like, the tongue. I love it. And, and and but the thing was, like, I, I speak Spanish, so but I didn't know what sangre meant. You know, okay. I was like, I was, yeah, I was yeah. like, what is that? And he goes, It means that we bleed black and blue. And I was like, Holy shit, that's it, dude. <laughs> that is that. it. We're going with this and yeah. we pushed it to the chance. And all of a sudden, it just took off, right? Nice. To the point where, when the team did a T-shirt giveaway at the stadium last year, yeah, they had the lyrics printed on it. Like those are the kind of things that we, as fans, I as a fan, as a capo, I strive for those meaningful connections with people, yeah. the songs, the team, the community, and that's one thing I love about being a capo.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're helping build tradition, so. Yeah. Jay. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. I'm I sure love I took you to death. longer than I should have. No, 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 no. You're <laughs> good. I've always I've, I've wanted to have you on for, for a long time. Um, we got pretty sentimental last year. The okay. first tailgate kind of hugged and we're like, look, look, look what we helped create. Yep. We had a moment. I'm sure we'll have a moment tomorrow. No, but sure. Jay, I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you've done. Um,
5: uh, absolutely. You know, it's it's an honor to be amongst all of our members. Yeah. You know, amongst our leadership, amongst all the fans of Charlotte FC. Yeah. You know, I I was coming back from Miami a couple of weeks ago. And I saw a guy with a Charlotte FC hat. Nice. And I almost yeah. started crying, man. Like, nice. I just love seeing our stuff out there. Not yeah. Mid-City specific. Charlotte FC, yeah. any of the groups. Like, yeah. it's just good to see because it, it means that, you know, our culture, our, our fandom is – the meaning is there, and, and people love it, man. That's, that's what it's all about.
0: Nice. So. All right. Before we let you go, yes, sir. prediction Tom. Okay. tomorrow. What do you think?
5: Well, I've already told you on Twitter, right? 5-0 for Anton. I
0: love that so much. 5 nothing, Anton. Let's do it. Let's do it. Jay, thank you so much, man. Cheers, I really man. appreciate it. Cheers, buddy. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to you. All right, it's Corey. Let's uh, let's answer some fan questions.
1: All right, we can do that. So the first one we have is from Kate, and her question is. What impact do you see the Apple TV deal having on the league? And while it may be early, ask this. Is there anything you wish Apple TV did with their deal with MLS that they didn't?
0: I I think the Apple TV deal is going to be super beneficial. And and, and here's why. And I'm not saying that this is right or wrong or, or whatever the case is, but... You know, in the early two thousands, like MLS basically folded. I don't know if many people know that, but they were pretty much done. I think Robert Kraft had to come in and like bail them out. So deals like this Apple TV deal injects a ton of cash into the league. Just like you know, everybody gives Adidas a hard time, like everything's blanket, but that deal injects a lot of money into the league and helps float us and helps build the league. This Apple TV deal, I think, is is amazing. If you haven't been able to yet, go on there and like watch all the game recaps, all the other videos. There's like a an amazing Ben Bender video on there, um, you know, Swiderski interviews and everything like that. I think it's going to be fantastic for the fans, for the league. Um, so I'm 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 super happy with with the deal. I I. I don't know yet anything that I would change because it's kind of new. Right. So uh, TBD on that. So I think my,
1: my worry on it when it first came out was you're asking people to subscribe for, to something. Yeah. To watch MLS. And when you're trying to grow a league in the U.S., yeah. you're adding a hurdle there. If that makes sense. You know, like, so you think about last year, if you were in Charlotte, the Charlotte FC matches played on a local channel, even an antenna channel. You could just watch it. You could stumble upon it and end up watching. You're not going to stumble upon MLS matches on Apple TV. So that's my, that's my main, I think you're right. Overall, it's good for the league to have this kind of partnership for financial reasons. But as a fan growth perspective, that's what's always worried me a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand that. Um, I remember back in the day, I would try to watch MLS matches on MLS after I paid for it, and most <laughs> of the games were blacked out. So I'm, I'm paying for something that I can't watch. Um, so, no, but, but to your point, yeah, the casual fan might miss, miss those games, but I think overall, like, I think this is a great investment to the league. I think the content's going to be great. It's going to be extra content that you don't really get anywhere right. else. Uh, so overall, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about this new deal.
1: Yeah, I get it. And when I watched one of the preseason matches, they 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 broadcast what two or three preseason matches last weekend. Yeah, the stream looked really good. Yeah, like it's going to be a high quality broadcast. Yeah, so that's good. All right, second question from our friend Vaughn: What non DP player? Needs to have the biggest season to elevate the team.
0: Cool. Good question. So last episode, we talked a lot about Nuno Santos. Um, but I think as I'm kind of getting word about what the starting lineup's going to be, oh. I got to go with my boy, Mohawk, Fohawk. Grant Bronico. <laughs> and I and I say that because you know he's in the middle of the field. I think he's going to be the engine of the team. So I think he has the ability to elevate this team in the second year. He's yeah. a workhorse, man, like yeah. You know, you look at him, you're like, he's not going to start, whatever. I mean, look how many games he played last year. And, I, I mean, it's no secret, I love Bronico. And I just, I think I want him to do well. I want him to have a better season than, than he did last season, which I thought he played great. So, I'm looking at him. Because I think he's going to be right beside a Westwood in the middle. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a big middle-of-the-field person, fan. Like, uh, I like Bronico. He's scrappy. So that's that's who I that's who I'm looking to. And I think, to
1: your point, for much of last year, he was the strongest member of the midfield. Yeah, like he was the stalwart. He's there versatile too to really control. Him. Yeah. So I can totally. See. Are Are you hinting that the uh, starting lineup will include him
0: tomorrow? Yeah, I think I think he's going to start. So <laughs> I, you know, so last episode I did, I, you know, we talked about Nuno Santos. But it's it's funny, though, since that last episode, you know, it's been alluded to like Santos might play on the wing, which is a little Hmm. shocking to me. And if that's the case, then Bronico definitely slides in the middle. He's my starter. Again, he's the engine. He's the heart. Like, I I want some great things for him this season. Totally. All right. Next question,
1: which feels like a very loaded question. Michael asks, what constitutes a real fan?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, this is from Michael <laughs> um, I This is a little bit tongue-in-cheek, and I think I know why he's, he's asking this. So, there's been, there's been some social media posts lately alluding to the fact that you have to do certain things to be considered a, a true fan. And I, and I wanted to specifically address this in this episode. Um, what constitutes a real fan? It, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to sing and chant and wave a flag for 90 minutes to be a, a true fan. Um, it's, it's how you want to be. Right? Like, it's, you shouldn't dictate what a true fan is. And I, I I just think, like, no matter where you come from, whatever part of the globe that you're, that you're from, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody is a fan in a different way. You know, I could sit here and be like, oh, well, I have a tattoo of Charlotte FC on my arm. If you don't have that, then you're not a true fan. That's, that's just as ignorant as saying, like, oh, if you don't sing and chant for 90 minutes, then you're not a true fan. So I, I've seen... I, I, I've seen some posts like that last year and definitely have started to see a couple this year. I would say I would caution everybody when you see posts like that, just ignore it. They're just yeah. trolls. You know, don't give it any like these people usually have like 20, 20 followers. Just don't, don't feed the trolls. So uh, it's sad that these people have to create fake accounts to like say stuff yeah. like that. You know, be a fan however you want to be,
5: exactly. um,
0: and yeah, that's really it.
1: And so, I I think to me, the problem with stuff like that is it takes away from the inclusive culture, right? That I feel like soccer and Charlotte especially, have fostered of like everyone's welcome, everyone be here. Yeah. When you start trying to draw lines about what a good soccer fan is. Yeah. Especially we've only had a major league soccer team for now two years. Yeah. Like, you can't start drawing those lines right now. And Everyone's I mean, welcome.
0: Right. And you, you got to think about, like, where you're from. Like, where you're from, you may be a fan a certain way. Right. You know, you look at South America. They're different than England fans. But if you talk about, like, passion and, like, what's a true fan, both of those are pretty amazing fan bases. Yeah. They're just, they're just different. And what I, what I think about Charlotte is we're such a melting pot. I think if we stop trying to say, oh, this is how you should do it, or you're not doing it correctly. If we just embrace this, like kind of, you know, like I said, melting pot thing, we could have something pretty special here. So uh, I think that's what Michael's alluding to. So I hope (laughs) I, I hope I answered that correctly.
1: I love it. All right. Next question is from Bryant who is a fringe player who has the best chance of making a big impact on the squad this year?
0: I mean, I guess the first thing is like, what is a, what is a fringe player? <laughs> right. um, but it's a good, it's a good question. You know, I saw some stuff online about Derek Jones, you know, Derek Jones can play center defensive mid. He can play center back. He's been, you know, kind of been doing that in the preseason. He's somebody that could be, could possibly be pivotal uh, depending on depth injuries and like how you want to set up. So I think maybe him, I can, I, I kind of consider him as a, I hate to say French player, but I'm going to go with Derek Jones.
1: That makes sense. you go with that. All right. Next question from our good friend, Matt Chantry. What team are you most looking for to beating this season. And I like how he added a little addendum here. <laughs> Personal hatred of certain cities or rival players is considered acceptable and encouraged.
0: St. Louis. Oh, really? We, we talked about this earlier. I want to beat them like 20 to nothing. <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, uh, there's certain people, I'm not going to name them, but there's certain people and like some of their fans have... Been obsessed with us for like two years, even before we started playing. I don't know what their problem was, but they have been obsessed with us. So, St. Louis is the one that I really and truly want to stick it to. <laughs> I can see that. What's funny, I think this is a
1: difference in me being more disconnected from social media over the past few years, that I'm not even aware of all these things happening except for from you and David. Yeah. Because, um, like, to me, the obvious answer was, was Atlanta. Mm. Like, I want to get the, I want to sweep Atlanta this year. I especially yeah. want to beat Atlanta at Atlanta. Oh yeah, that should have been at least a draw.
0: Ex- exactly last year. Exactly. So yeah, I want, 90, I want ninety-six that one minute back. winner in Atlanta. Yeah. That's some that was, that was tough. Yes, right. Yeah. All right.
1: From Joel, should I temper my expectations? for the new hype video it will be revealed Saturday.
0: Yes. So there is a new hype video. Uh, I heard it is amazing. So don't temper anything. Get wild <laughs> as hell. Get ready. I'm excited, dude. The, i I got to say, the, the hype video from last season, I mean, I have tears in my eyes watching it the first time. And the, the, whoever creates this stuff, like, Give them all the money. But I hear <laughs> this one. This one's supposed to be pretty epic. So, yeah, get hype, man. Get ready. I don't know if I
1: understood last year's, but it got me excited. I was, like, confused and excited at the same time. Did you time. watch
0: Game of Thrones? No. That's why.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, from good old Rusty Russell Varner. When Kalina comes back, who starts in goal?
0: That's a really good question. So, if Yega is having a good run of form, i I think he keeps his spot.
5: Really? I, and
0: I, I i've got I've got to admit, Kalina has been a little suspect. He has problems with balls you know, kind of flighted in from afar.
1: Hmm. Like yeah. a certain one. So maybe I, at a very important match. Exactly. Last season.
0: So I was looking back at some of the recap, uh, on Apple TV, right? The, the very first match, he had a couple of issues with some like balls from outside, way outside the 18 being floated in. If you remember the LA galaxy game, one got floated in and he about got beat. He about got beat. It went off the post. So, I have some concerns there. I have some concerns with playing out of the back. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see how Sison Yega does. Um, it's going to be a good question because, you know, when, when Kalina comes back, there's a difference between coming back and being in training and then right. being game ready. Right. And how are you going to displace someone that's been getting game minutes? So it's right. going to be interesting.
1: No, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right, from Eric, will Ramiro's success with the U-17 national team translate to appearances with the Charlotte senior team this season?
0: Uh, I don't think so this season. It's been really, really cool to see his progress. You Absolutely. know, had that epic moment against Chelsea. I have said on this podcast before, he's still very young, very, you know, kind of small, and he needs to yeah. grow. I mean, he's a he's a young teenager. It's going to happen. Uh, but love seeing that progression. It's not, probably not going to happen this year. I, I think we've bolstered our roster quite a bit. We have Crown Legacy now that we can move people up. So not quite yet, um, but definitely going to keep my eye out on him.
1: Agreed. And I think that's where Crown Legacy is such an important part of this team structure now. Yep. Is that – He's a player who's incredible, and people want to go watch him and should have opportunities to play. But he's not ready to be on a senior team right right now. So being able to see him there and maybe going down to Matthews and seeing him play for Crown Legacy would be awesome. What a cool story, though. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's amazing. All right, from Zach Whitley. Last year, we had zero points for the first three matches. This is the uh, question we alluded to earlier. Yeah. How many do we need from these first three to feel good about the start?
0: Yeah, so um, you know, like I said before, playing two of the two of the three games at home. I I think anything between I don't know, eight to nine points. Right? Am I doing that math right? <laughs> I don't think we can get eight.
5: Right? Seven. Seven to, seven. Seven, seven to nine, seven or nine, right?
0: Seven or nine points. Um, you know, a, a draw in there could be okay, maybe on the road. A draw in St. Louis could be, I guess, okay, but I think realistically, <laughs> you look at these three games, yeah, nine points. Yeah, we're in a very different spot than we were last season,
1: <laughs> and that's why I feel like all the predictions from the national pundits we talked about this off air a little bit earlier have surprised me. Because I know the East might be stronger, but we're in such a different position starting the season. Right. Whereas last year, we basically sacrificed the first few matches of the season where we got no points. We're going to start in a faster clip. We have more talent, especially attacking-wise. I just don't see how this team finishes worse than last year's team
0: and the, and the difference is, is like you know it's our it is our second season we are playing at home which we're pretty good when we play at home yeah. first game uh, and then we play an expansion team the second game and then we play at home again against one of our big rivals so i think we right. have a good chance of getting nine points
1: yep all right from luke with the de- with the decrease in opening ticket sales versus last year What can Charlotte FC do in year two to further engage the community?
0: Yeah, so this is a really good question. We talked about ticket prices last episode. Yep. So that's one. Um, I think marketing further out than what they're doing. I'm a marketing person. That's what I do in my nine to five. I feel like sometimes... It's like very last moment, like pushing it out, ticket sales and stuff like that. Um, I think as as far as like engaging the community, I think they've done a good job. I, I just think that they need to do maybe a better job on the marketing front earlier on. We have such an amazing content team. Like, I, and I, I'm not being facetious here, like world class content team like i love yeah. our content team Agreed. use them like start marketing this stuff sooner that would be my suggestion to them um but i think you know i i, I think we're gonna have like 60 65k which is pretty amazing right But just think what could happen if they would have maybe pushed us a little more
1: that's true we were texting earlier and i was saying if we've if we get 60 plus thousand for the opening match, I don't know if I was expecting another 70 plus like we had last year, 60 plus for an MLS match. It's incredible. Freaking awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, you think about most MLS teams, you know, they're going to average 20, 20 K.
1: Right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. All right. Last question with the expanded playoffs and the addition of the leagues cup, What competitions do you hope Charlotte FC prioritizes?
0: Good question. I I think for this year, for me, plus I I I really want to focus on playoffs. Uh, With the new MLS structure, which I think is dumb, and we'll have a whole other (laughs) podcast about that. Um, I just want I want to focus on playoffs, getting into. I think that's the first stepping stone. You know I. I think we're okay for all these cup competitions because cool thing is is like we're uh, we're building all this depth, so I think we're be good there. But if I had to just say like right off the bat, like let's just focus on playoffs. Let's get there first, yeah. and then we can build off that. But I, I think we're gonna be good in the in the cups.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Welcome back to the Mint City Soccer Show. We have one more guest. Someone that has a new position at Mint City Collective. We didn't have this position till this season. We have with us right now, Elizabeth Alicia. Hello. Welcome to the show.
7: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: So tell us a little bit about the, the position that you have and kind of like what you're going to be doing this season.
7: Sure, so this year I am the Community Outreach Director. I am in charge of making sure that Mint City is involved in giving back to the community that we all love here in Charlotte. So working on making sure that every month, Mint City has different community service activities for everyone to participate in throughout the community.
0: Nice, so you have something coming up.
7: Yeah, actually on Monday, after the game, um, so February 27th at Nota Brewery, we're making sandwiches for Roof Above. We'll be at Nota Brewery from 6.30 to 8.30 making sandwiches. So looking, still looking for people to help support us. So if you're excited or interested in coming out, we'd love to have you.
0: Yeah, I. so our, our community outreach is a, a, a big part of what we're trying to do. What made you want to get into this role?
7: That's a great question. So I, in my previous roles in my professional life, I've done a lot of community service. So when I knew Mint City was looking for someone to help with that, I thought it'd be something great that I could help contribute to the community as well as give back to the group that I'm in.
0: Nice. So we, we've we talked a couple of times tonight. You know, we have Becca, who's our president. We have Kelsey, who's our communications director. Now you have this role. Yeah. You know, we're you know, we're trying to get more women involved. Like what got you involved in Charlotte FC in general and then Mint City Collective? Like
7: Yeah. So, I've always loved soccer since I was a young girl watching the women's national team. Yeah. And when Charlotte had a team I wanted to come out to a game, came out with my sister, I had an amazing time. The next day I bought season tickets and I've oh, been nice. yeah, the next day, yeah, immediately I was like I got to be a part of this. So Um, I was spent last season kind of looking for a group, trying to figure out where I fit in. And Belmont City, because there were so many women involved, there was a women's chapter, the Liberty. That's right, So I joined later kind of in the season. And then when you announced there were elections, I knew I wanted to be a part and give back. So I thought community outreach director would be a great way to do that.
0: Well, we're certainly glad that you're part of this group now. Uh, I really appreciate everything that you're doing uh, the, the event that you have coming up is yeah. great and we're going to keep doing more stuff like that so let me ask you a really important question oh, okay. tomorrow
7: yes.
0: what's your prediction for the score
7: oh yes of course we're going to take it um, I would say 3 to 1 okay do you have a favorite player at all oh absolutely so it's either Koruho or Shinishiki. okay alright yep. fair enough
0: well thank you so much for coming on the show thanks for
7: having me I'm happy to be here
0: are you ready for tomorrow
7: oh, i'm so ready i can't wait i've been counting down the days
0: <laughs> all right what what time are you getting to the tailgate
7: i wish i could say i'm getting there super early but i have to wait <laughs> on my sister so it's her fault but i will be there about 4:30, so i'll see everybody so, there
0: oh so one more thing that yeah. you're doing too so the the oh, yeah, beer the tabs, tabs. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
7: absolutely so find us at the tailgate when you're getting your beers we're collecting pop tabs for the ronald mcdonald house so They will be weighing our tabs so i'll after tailgates i'll take them to the house they'll weigh it and there's actually a competition between different organizations in the community to see who could collect the most so make sure you're collecting at home bring them out to tailgate save at tailgate i'll be collecting them find the bucket at the tailgate or hand them to me and i'll take them to the house
0: wait you said competition
7: there's a competition, so we need to
0: win. There is no way we can get beat. I don't know how we can get beat at this. So, this is yeah. we
7: have to win this.
0: So every everybody at the tailgate, yeah. if you're listening to this, we cannot lose.
7: Absolutely. There's
0: so many beers. Yeah, please drink at the tailgate. Your tabs,
7: please. I will collect them in my pockets.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. It's great to be here. I will see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow.
7: Thanks. Thanks.
0: All right, Corey. Yes, sir. Is this the longest episode we've done? It's close.
1: It might not be the longest though. That we've Eric, done some long episodes.
0: That Eric track Hour episode that was that was the that was the <laughs> longest one. He still holds the record. We got to get him on and see if we can beat we that do. record. Now he has that
1: Apple TV money though, so it's, I don't uh, know if we, right.
0: we can afford him anymore. Yeah, we need to we need to ask him about that Apple TV money. We need to get him back on. All right. Well, Corey, thank you for co-hosting this with me tonight. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for coming out to Lenny Boy. And thank you to Lenny Boy for, one, making us a delicious beer. I've had a lot tonight. It's very good. So I do apologize if we have slurred, (laughs) uh, messed up names, which, I mean, that's kind of typical. It doesn't matter if we've been drinking or not. Par part of the course for us, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this has been pretty pretty awesome, but, Corey, thank you. Did you give your prediction for tomorrow?
1: No, but I feel like I'm just going to echo people. I was going to say 3-1 the whole time. Okay. Do you have goal scorers in mind? I mm. think Capetti gets one. I think Spiders gets one. Okay. Veronica for three.
0: That's that's You know that's exactly what I said, right? is it yeah i didn't listen to you i think i said that (laughs) like i said lots of uh mint city beers tonight so um so yeah so (laughs) all right everybody thank you so much for your support we really appreciate you listening to the podcast and uh we'll see you later